0: Welcome, you're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, Believers. On this episode, I talked to Ray. She's a psychic medium from southern West Virginia, and she has a lot of stuff to talk about. She has some some great stories to share, um, a little bit of her own family history, and at one point during our conversation, she actually has to stop to tell me about a spirit that she sees around me. It, it was pretty wild, pretty interesting, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed talking to her.
1: had an ability an amazing ability that I was born with my whole entire life Um, when I was a baby um, my mother my grandmother told me that I was born with what they say a veil uh, over your face Um, I've been able to see and speak to spirits see people Um, Actually, I've been and seen people uh, die and actually seen their their spirits lift up out of their bodies. Um, But uh, how my story goes is when I was born, I was born in the fall, and, and when I was delivered, uh, my mother actually has pictures of me, um, Polaroids back in the day, uh, had a veil, which is a thin layer of, like a film, over my, from my chest up to over my head, and the doctor had to cut it off. So, being as somebody that can see things has been a very different experience. Being raised um, with um, part Italian family, um my my father's side is Italian, so we have Catholic, but also I have pagan, and my mother's side is full Christianity. So a very odd and weird upbringing uh, for me, to say the least. Um. I can remember things from the time. And I know people say that you can't, but I can. And I can actually recall things from when I was a baby. And seeing things and knowing things. um, It's just an amazing gift that I've been given i've i've helped so many people um throughout my years um with things um i've done so much um i it, it's it's just so amazing i i just can't explain it, you know i can't explain it how it feels knowing that and um, You have disabilities, and others don't, which I get a lot of skepticism, definitely, with it. But uh, growing up, um, one of my first, very first experiences, um, I was um, about three, three years old, and I remember sitting in, in my grandma's living room. And my great-grandmother um, had died, and we were having her funeral in the house because back then you brought your loved ones home and had the funeral was usually at home and everything. So I was sitting on my grandmother's couch. Of course, the casket's probably 10 feet from me, if that knows. My great-grandmother laying there. And there was this, like, um, like a, a burgundy like shawl thing that they always put over the caskets, you know, whenever they had them opened up. And um, so you could view, you know, your loved one, but also, you know, no flies or anything would, you know, mess with the body. So I remember seeing um, my great grandmother. You know, even though she had passed, she was sitting beside of me, on the couch, yes. and I was just talking to her. And my mom came over to me, and she said, "Rachel," she said, "Is Manna here?" And I said, "Yes." And my mom has visions, and my mom doesn't see like I do. She has dreams, and she. That can feel apparitions and know that something's there, but she doesn't have the visual um, thing like I do. And I said, Yeah, Nana's here. And she said, Okay. She said, Are you scared? And I said, No. So I sat there the whole time talking to my Nana. Of course, you know, this toddler, you know, Three-year-old child, people are gonna not really believe, you know, children. But you know, children are really the ones that can actually—they have the open mind. They—they they see things that us adults um walk out. And um, but my my Nina was she she was an amazing woman. She was full-blooded Blackfoot Indian. Um, she was adopted actually um, by the kazoos and it's from I guess from her heritage and my father's heritage that um, how my gifts came about Um, but I can say that um, it's it's just amazing I wish that Other people could see and do the things that I do. I think the world would be a better place. would have a better understanding. uh, The things that we generally don't realize that's around us. Um, Another experience I had um, that um, always played a big part in my life um, was... um, I was about seven or eight years old, and there was this boy missing, and he was missing actually from uh, the Mudfork area in Logan County. And I told my mom that he had grown, and my mom knew his parents very well. And I kept telling her, I said, Mom, he, he is a 18-hollow, and she knew what I was talking about. And sure enough, you know, my mom was talking and, and got, you know, to the family and told him, have you all been searching here and there? The boy was 17, and my job was seven or eight at the time, and um, he had actually drowned. Um, he had slipped and fell into one of the flesh back in the hallway. And um, his spirit came to me and told me, you know, to let his parents know that he was okay and that, um, you know, where to find him. And everything so from then on uh, it, it started like I started getting more involved um, my grandmother on my father's side um practice pagan religion um, I always wondered why she would go out during the harvest moon and pray and uh, during. Um, you know during the equinoxes and such and uh, about I would say about two years ago that's when I started um, following the religion and the general idea of, of pagan beliefs but I've also got you know Christianity beliefs also, which a lot of people don't think that, you know, pagan and Christianity are the same, but pretty much is uh, a lot of pagan beliefs, or a lot of Christian beliefs are pagan beliefs. (laughs) And um, so I have been able, like, generally and truly been able to do things since I was 10 years that I grasped, you know, grasped it and held on to it, and it's been with me since. Um. Uh. In 1992, my grandfather, which my mother's father, which was one of my heroes. Um. He uh, had passed away. He had battled lung cancer. We were at the church and having his funeral and everything, and had you know the wake, and uh, my family believes in sitting up with the dead um, overnight. They still do. A lot of people don't, but my family does. And uh, I was sitting on the pew, and I, my grandpa up out of I just watched him set up even though he was lying. I saw his spirit set up and it was he just came over and sat down beside that man he said, Um, Ray, you know that Papa is is gone and everything but you know that I'm always with you And I said, Yeah, I know Papa And I had asked him if he was in heaven, and he said, well, yeah, baby. He said, "Um, heaven is how you want it to be. He said, so my heaven is with Nana and every one of my brothers and sisters that I've lost. So when my grandfather told me that, I took it in perspective that maybe... Heaven is generally a place that we we create our own for, maybe. I'm not for sure. But I do believe, you know, there's a higher power. Um, But the things that he's told me, you know, and the things that I've seen has just been just so, it's been crazy to say the least, but magical in a, in a sense, um, knowing that if I feel alone or if I'm depressed or if I need to talk to someone, especially uh, my grandma on my father's side, and she was someone who, like I said, um taught me um, the pagan beliefs and everything, which was a big battle between my mother and father. Um, My uh, dad, um, he believes in some of the stuff, but then other things he doesn't. He's more Catholic um, than anything. Um, So, you know, growing Saving things and doing things um, with the whole aspect of pagan religion um, has definitely been a big thing in my life. Um, you can come in and uh, ask some questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, have, I have a few of them written down. And, okay. you know, that's, that's a really, you know, it's a really good concept that you know maybe we create our own version of heaven i mean yes. it's supposed to be paradise right and yes paradise probably won't be the same for me as it would be for you i mean unless you really like going fishing you know exactly uh, so yeah i i could see that i could see that now you you say you've done a lot of things to to help people out yes i that- and I'm not super well-versed in paganism, mm-hmm. but um, what what do you do to help them? Do you, like, tell them something that's going to happen, or do you do some kind of healing? Or talk to me about it.
1: Okay. Um, usually it's the um, majority of the time it's when um, people are burdened with something or they've had a loved one. To die um, the majority of the time, and um, usually I, I go to their house. And I don't, whenever I go to someone's house or anything, um, I just tell them, You tell me, uh, you know, where you live and everything, and I'll come to you. And I've had them to, I've I actually um, helped a lady about three weeks ago, Um, her son got killed in a car wreck. And I was about 10, 10 vehicles from the car accident. And, of course, I'm, like, right here because I know it sounds crazy, but whenever I'm stuck in traffic with wrecks or anything like that, I see the spirits. Like, when traffic's going by, I see them standing there because when you die, you're puzzled. You you don't know. Your spirit is like, what do I do? Where am I at? Where do I go? So, this lady contacted me and she was like, I want to know, was he okay? And, you know there's times and and I tell people straight up that I am one hundred percent truthful. I will not lie to you and tell you yes, your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, and um, their their soul is free and they're free to go to their you know, go to heaven or or they're damned. I mean, I truly one hundred percent, you know, I see, I, what I see, is what I tell. So I had, you know, went to her house and, and I told her and I said, well, we'll do this on your course because I don't want to bring anybody that is attracted to me because usually if I'm out and about, I've had stuff to basically follow me home <laughs> and I have mirrors, I have a mirror, Santa's uh, you come through my front doors and, uh, you know, I have a mirror because mirrors do actually um, keep unwanted spirits out and everything. But with the woman, um, she was asking me, um, did her son go fast? And, uh, you know, it's it's really hard uh, to tell people that uh, her son didn't go very fast at all. He actually, you know, struggled and everything, Um, even though he was ejected from the vehicle and the vehicle was on top of him. um, She wanted to know all graphics and everything. And I told her, I said, you will, you know, you really don't want me to tell you how I see your son. And she was like, Yes, I do. And I was like, No, you don't. And she's like, Yeah. So I said, Okay. So I told her how I saw her son. Her son was in for me. And he had got ejected from his vehicle over in an embankment. The car had slipped and the tire was busted and it had landed on his head. So, um, can really see this person, and they got half their head crushed in. You
2: know,
1: not a pretty sight <laughs> at all.
2: Not, not at all. Now, no. when when you see the spirit, do you see mm-hmm. them in that condition, or do you see them, you know, well and whole?
1: Well, that depends on if they have if they have a good soul. Or if they have a bad soul. And that being said, that's like the whole, you know, if you had unfinished business or, you know, your life was cut short and everything. Because with him, he was was a rapist. This gentleman was. So when I seen him, he was, he was a, a, I call it a demon. Um, Right. And, you know, usually the bad people are the ones that I see uh, are not physically whole. They are how they are, you know. If they died of gunshot wounds, I see them with their, I've, I've literally seen with their stomachs blowed open, hoe through it, you know, you know, how they die, how, if, if it's a, an, you know, a, a bad soul that I know I, that they're going to hell, they're a damned, you know, person, they stay like that. And right.
2: That has to be hard to see. You know, that's oh, hard for you to see.
1: Oh, it is. Trust me. I, it's something that um, I, my aunt, um she taught me how to get over it. <laughs> in a, you know, in aspects. aspect. Um, I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm in health care.
2: I'm
1: a yeah, yeah. I'm a blood guts and gore girl. Um, (laughs) I know it's weird, and I've always wanted to be a mortician, and I actually have uh, worked at a couple of funeral homes. um, You know, transporting bodies. That was a that was an odd job for me having when I was in my early twenties. I was a transporter for a local funeral home. <laughs> that wow. was, yeah, that was some that was sometimes definitely um
2: but
1: but with her, uh, with the lady, um I told her, you know, I gave her um a cleansing uh I don't a, a cleansing. You know, I prayed with her and everything, and I, I cleansed her home. And I told her that um, it was left up to her son if, you know, he had unwanted things. And, and I spoke to him and told her what he was telling me. And he, told me to tell her that um that this person that he was supposed to have raped was true that he did rape this person and you know having having that to have to tell somebody is truly hard. Um so I've had to tell people all kinds of things before you know um not very easy, is it but um she uh, she done her her uh, cleansing and um she went and uh, we went to uh her son's grave and we um he, of course, I seen him, you know, standing there. But after she, she, you know, got down on her hands and knees and begged him to, um, give it, you know, let let go of this this time and go on. That she couldn't bear to know that he is wandering the earth. And that she didn't want him. She wanted him to be at peace. Um, she did. It wasn't a, a great sight, But he did. Um, and how I know that he went to a... Uh, I guess, I don't know if you would want to say purgatory or what. But... I just call it the the black hole. That's what I've always been told. It's the black black hole. It's just the place of darkness where bad spirits go. And I, he went there because when he left he was crying that I could hear and you know, he was screaming and he he said And why did I have to have this type of loss? And I told him, I said, we're all given choices. We're all born with choices. And whether you make the right choices or the wrong choices, and if you do make wrong choices, there's consequences you have to pay for. And if such things that you don't pay for you will pay for in an the afterlife, and I mean, he—it it, was—it was a uh, kind of a, a weird sound whenever you hear these. Uh, oh, I can't. Let I me. Mean, I'm trying to figure out the exact way that it, it's kind of like a screeching sound, but kind of a like a a damned and despair type sound like a, like if, if somebody would hear it and not know what it was, you would feel like, oh my God, what is that? You know, it's, it's a sound that that you really can't explain, but you can never forget it either. So, I've, you know, help with that helped her with that but um general generally um i've I've done a lot of um, you know contacts uh for people um and I've went and talked to one and I've actually you know just seen people <laughs> walking through the grocery store and I'll see a spirit behind them like like a little lost puppy dog, and you know with those it kinda you either kind of block it out, and you because if you let every spirit, everything that you see it will just take over you 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 know you have to have a grasp on general. And then your life, you have to stay grounded and you have to know when you can, when you're, you're wanting to deal with it. It's kind of like an on and off switch (laughs) Um, because it's something that like, if I would tell you right now, like, I don't know much about your family, but just talking to you right now, um, there's a uh, older man that has been around you and he got um, kind of balding on his hair's bald on top, but he's got some gray grayish around. He's got suspenders and he had a blue shirt on and it kind of looks like work pants. I don't know if this is a, a family member or someone you might've worked with. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they have said to tell you hi <laughs> and wow. that was always with you.
2: You gave me kill bumps. <laughs> um,
1: I don't, um, yeah, like, I mean, there's, which, you know, I don't, I don't know you, know you personally, personally. Right. Um, you know, we've only seen a few times, um, but, um. Even the time before, um, there was a a meeting we had, we were at a a, a party, if if you know what I'm talking about. We were at a, a gathering, right? And we all had some beers, but then at that place, too, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't know if you were that type of person that believed in anything, but um, you had this man with you, and he was there with you the same person. So I'm, I'm really thinking it might be your great, your, your grandpa, or maybe your, your dad. I don't know if you were close to him or not, but, um, something about, I I mean, I can, I don't know, but there's something about, uh, an old, um, an old, like a, I'm thinking a Chevy truck. It's like a shady truck that I can, you know, that I'm feeling and uh, I'm, like, seeing um, and everything. Um, I don't know if that's got any meaning for you. I don't
2: know. I don't know um, about that. But the, the older man, uh, you know, my grandpa did pass away when I was just four years old. And you you described him a little bit there with, you know, the hair and...
1: He wore glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And he smoked a, a pipe,
2: didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he did smoke a pipe. I, I know that he uh, he was full-blooded Hungarian, and he was yeah. a very, very intelligent man. He actually invented a, a smokeless pipe. Uh, my grandmother showed it to me that he had constructed this pipe that it didn't put out. He smoked when he smoked through it. I don't know how. <laughs> she That's never, a
1: thing.
2: Yeah, she never let me play with it or anything, but...
1: Uh well, of course not. But um yeah, he's he's with you. Uh he's with you actually a lot. Um, you may not know it but he is and he's pretty proud of the things that you've done in your life. Um I mean, I hate to get off subject but you know, I have to throw it out there when somebody's hollering at me and you know, <laughs>
2: you know <laughs>
1: anyway.
2: I, I appreciate this, you know. I I believe in this kind of stuff completely and that that does my heart a lot of good to hear that
1: yeah um, uh, but yeah when this thing came about when I was when I was like yeah but you know he wasn't a bothersome or nothing like it he was a generally every time I you know the time that I have seen him and, and just like right now like I can't see him but I can feel him and everything and he's just a very like, strong-witted person, but a, a very, like, happy person. Like, a, a, you know, he's he's feeling peace, and he just enjoys popping in and checking on you from time to time.
2: <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me. I, I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you're welcome. And. Um, that's generally how my things go. But with, like, the healing, um, to get back on track here, because I have to keep focused or we'll be, I'll be having, telling you 15 different people coming in and out. and <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe one, you know, maybe sometime or another, we can generally actually sit down face-to-face. and yeah. uh, I'd love that. I could, I could do a a reading for you, and yeah. uh, and everything. Um, I love doing readings, Um that's just one of my things because to me that makes me closer with my grandmother. My grandmother was that type of person. She, um <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, have you ever watched the movie uh, Practical Magic?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I am not joking at all that um the woman um that plays jet um, not uh, not what's her name that played in Greece, but the dark gray headed lady, yeah, her attitude, how she plays in that movie um taking the twine and putting it around my grandmother, actually done that for me and my cousins, and her and her sisters, um, left because my her daughters and um, my aunts um, had gotten into a, a bad um, predicament with a married man, and she was married also and having an affair, and I was staying and. Um, you know, with my, my cousin, you know, you know, family members, you know, you go and visit and stay the summer. So I was staying the summer with my aunt but she was actually having an affair and my grandmother and her sister came and me and my cousin April. And she puts this twine, you know, the rope, it's a braided rope and she's like, don't ever take this off as long as you were here. This will protect you. And we were like, okay, you know, because my mom always, done, you know, we were like, okay, you know. And, um, you know, a lot of my family members have this gift on my dad's side. It, I think it, I guess it really comes from being um, with my dad's family. You know, we we're traced back to uh, my dad's father. His family's traced back to Salem, Massachusetts, and that's where I have found out that it was like an aunt, uh, you know, great 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 great, (laughs) you know, aunt, um, who actually lived in Salem at that time, and she was a pagan and even though she was married and she was actually married to a um higher you know, a higher up upscale person, um, she was still persecuted. She wasn't like torched and burned or anything, but um she was um uh, she was killed and everything. She was actually murdered in her home, and they accused her of witchcraft because she, and um, then done spells or healing spells, you know, um, like I, I do a lot of herbs, of of my own, and you know, belladonna, whenever, you know, you have to know how much belladonna you can do for, and it's a very good, a sedative to sleep, um with, and and I'm learning more about uh, my dad's father's family from that time, and I'm just now getting into that, so that has me like, oh my God, you know, and here what is so weird is that me and my husband and my son had a planned trip from you know, last summer, we had already had our things booked to actually go to Salem, Massachusetts. And at the end of September, from the 28th of September to uh, October, like the 9th. And I just think that's just so amazing because I just found out about my, uh, my dad's my grandfather's family being uh, intertwined with Salem, Massachusetts just yeah. this past month in July.
2: Well see, and there's no such thing as coincidence. You know, so know. it's it's meant for you to go.
1: Yeah. And I said and that's what I've told my husband. I was like, there's something drawing me you know, drawing me to that area. I said so So we've put it off, you know. Of course, the whole COVID thing has to ruin everything. Um,
2: Yeah, tell me about vacation,
1: too. Oh, I know. And it's literally generally pissed me off. And um, I know I shouldn't say this, but, Lord, gosh, if I could do a spell and be like, poof, gone, I'd do it in a heartbeat. It wouldn't take me one second. (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. Um, That
2: would be great.
1: Yeah, but I do, um, let's see, gosh, um, when I, let's see, I'm trying to think of some amazing stories here. Um, uh, I actually um, have worked and met with um, Chip Coffee. if you've ever heard of him.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And um, I've actually met him and... From he, he's okay, but um, out-toed things than what he knew. <laughs> Really? Yes, I, I'll I go, called him. Go I was
2: going to ask you. Yeah, I was ask you: Is he the real deal, or is he just uh, a TV personality? You know.
1: Well he he does have he does have the medium a uh, medium gift. He, he really does, but there's things you know for the t v show and stuff you know you have to add on put on more things you know because it's television but um I was actually um <laughs> I was actually behind the scenes uh when um, they done the um uh, uh, what do you call it it's, uh I'm like on oh, not brain dead right now. Lowe's Hotel and everything in Point Pleasant. And um, when he actually done everything I said, uh tax.
2: Yeah. Yeah, ghost um,
1: hunters. Yes, ghost hunters. I was actually behind the scenes there. I was there while they were filming.
2: How cool. And you told me off you know, before we started recording it, that you worked <laughs> with a uh a local paranormal group yeah. too, right? Yes. Did, you get, did you get to see? Well, I guess you would probably see things everywhere you go, but did, did you see things um, that kind of related with what was going on? Like, could other people pick up on what you were seeing?
1: Oh, my go- God, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, actually, um, my brother's, um, this is it, um, my brother lived at um, Mallowville in a uh, little red and white um built you know, little apartment there. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mullins apartments. I'm there in Monaville uh, there.
2: Yep.
1: Okay. Um the, the house is now torn down. Um my brother and ex sister in law live there. And my ex sister in law still to this day, she will call me and she'll say, "Listen, I need you to come down here, John. You know, you know my children are seeing this and this and this and everything. And oh Lord, I have took so much sage and then casting out spells and, and you know and and it's people. That's what I just call them. They're spells, but it's something that I believe in, and it does." You have to, when you have unwanted spirits, you literally have to believe wholeheartedly, you know, you're going to get these out. They are unwanted. You're not welcome. Get out of my house.
2: You know. It's it's all about your intent, right?
1: Yes. Um, Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I do have... uh, one of my really good friends, um, she's a preacher. I use her. I I use anointing water, one hundred percent. And whenever I'm um, cleansing the home, I always have my holy water, my blessed water. You know, yet again, that comes from my Christianity part. And you know, I know. Like I said, it's kind of – people say, man, you're straddling the fence." but I can't condone one thing and believe in one thing when I've seen other things. Well,
2: if you know, get what I'm saying. Yeah, I I do get what you're saying. And on that note, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to the Confessionals podcast, uh, Tony Merkel. He, he's got a great show. He's got a, about 250 episodes out. But now he said – He said something uh, a long time ago that made sense to me, and I agreed wholeheartedly with. And it's that Christianity is so watered down. You know, if you read into the Bible at all, and you read these stories, it's a Mm -hmm. super it's a supernatural religion. You know, there are demons running around. There's uh, in the Bible they talk about sea monsters. Uh, There's transfiguration. It's like teleportation
0: yeah.
2: it's all of this stuff, and they they say source. you know they talk about sorcery mm-hmm. if they, if these things aren't real, then
1: you, why know, does it why the about? You,
2: you know how do you call yourself a Christian if you don't believe in all this stuff they they talk about ghosts um mm-hmm. so you're not the Spence, you actually see the supernatural world you you see the reality of all this stuff and. You know, our watered down version of faith is what everybody else is living. So don't feel any, don't feel like ostracized or poked fun at. You're, yeah. You sound like you're on the right track to me, you know? Uh,
1: um, A lot of people, and oh God, I was, you know, so, I was made so much fun of growing up, bullied, you know. And everything. So I kept to myself and of course there was always the the folklore of don't let Ray touch you or you're you're so damned. Like literally I was um <laughs> oh my gosh. This is it's funny but it's not funny now. I mean it's funny now but not then.
2: Right, yeah.
1: and um, Little League. Okay, you, we all know how us parents can get when we all think that our child is going to be a superstar football player or a cheerleader or whatever. You know, during Little League, you know, we we know our children are the best and they're going to be the next, uh, you know, whoever, you know, famous football player or whatever.
2: Right. Well, um,
1: I will. On the Steelers <laughs> um, cheerleading, and one of the mothers um, would never allow me to touch her daughter um, at all to put her up in a mount. And I was always a bigger, you know, uh, I was always tall and like not fat or nothing, but muscular and everything so I was always on the bottom of like pyramids or anything because you know I had the the muscle to throw somebody up and you know hold them and um this is when I was probably about 10 or 12 between 10 to 12 years old and she this woman literally come to my mother and told my mother that if I touched her daughter and damned her so to hell, that she would make sure that I lived a life of misery.
2: Oh, my gosh. To a child.
1: Yes, I was a child. So my mom, of course, you know, you know how mommies are my mom and if you would see her you would automatically look at my mother and say oh my god she's full blooded Indian because she is you know she she's got the jet black hair jet black eyes and everything and it's funny because mom usually dresses up like a Indian or a witch during (laughs) Halloween. so my mother to carry on this Thing literally grabs the woman, pulls out a piece of hair and pulls, you know, like a strand of her hair out and literally tells the woman that she needs not to worry about me touching her dog because she's already, my mother has already touched her and my mother said, you don't have to worry about nothing. Your whole family's damned.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. It's still going on. I just want to take a second to uh, let you know that I have some merchandise available on teespring.com slash the bump podcast. I also have a, uh, well, where I do that podcast through is anchor, the anchor app. So you can go to fm slash the bump podcast and you can catch all your episodes there. You can also go to the listener support button and you know, give monthly support to the podcast through that. Right now, as I'm recording this, I have no sponsors. So everything I'm doing is, you know, on the house. So any kind of support I can get, I really appreciate. Um, You can get a hold of me through Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Parler, uh, Twitter, and my Gmail account, If you want to get onto the show, that's the best way to find me. It is thebumppodcast at gmail.com. I'll get back to the show. I just wanted to take a minute where I would usually have a sponsor interruption and go ahead and just throw this out. Um, Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for all the support. I love you guys, and we'll get back to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Know, my mother was joking. Yeah, I mean, she really she was she was joking and everything because my mom she she don't practice she don't practice witchcraft and that's yeah. what a lot of people say. But
2: but that's a healthy fear. That's good. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I can't I cannot say that I joke because there's a difference in good and bad. You know, there's a craft. Um, do I make my own medicines? Yes, I do. Um, do I, you know, um, cast spells? Yes, I do. Have things come true? You damn right they do. Have things happen? Damn right they do. <laughs> but I'm the type of person when you, you do something, and I was taught too, when you do something, you're going to always have karma. So you better be ready for the the bad to come back. So I've always, you know, took in consideration that, you know, I'm not uh, going to do this or this or this, but because, you know, I'm not going to screw up this you know because I had literally had things come back on me three times fold. and like was in a bad situation of a previous marriage where I thought for sure I was going to be killed and um, I was you know dealing with everything you know with that, and then knowing my beliefs and everything but I gotta say um the the chance and the 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 things that I've done it helped me it did, but I had to pay a price you know and uh. I so wholeheartedly believe that my price was um, when you take something, you have to give something. Right. So I had a miscarriage. I didn't know that I was pregnant. And I had a miscarriage. So I know people say, oh, no. But in the realization of it, um, I'm glad that I know it sounds awful. Um, that it happened the way it happened because if I would have had that child it just, it wasn't a great situation.
2: Right, you would have been bound to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: bound to that person, so I was like, okay this happened for a reason and this is my payment of You know, this is my karma, you know, back. You know, something was taken from me. And, you know, I had to deal with that and everything. And before my grandmother died, um, she had told me, she she always told me, you never put out or do more than you can handle what's put back on you. And, you know, being a young, naive, you know, when I was in my teenage years, you know, how going to school, you know, I was the goth girl, but, which, I was kind of weird, you know, I I was friends with a lot of people when I actually went to a different school and stuff and left the county where I was always kind of persecuted at. <laughs> and, you know, I was still a cheerleader, but I always wore like dark clothing and everything. So I was kind of—I guess I walked to the beat of my own drum, <laughs> and I have always done that. Um, so with all of that, um, I—I don't know. It's just it's—it's been—it's been an extraordinary experience of what I've. I've gotten to do what I've gotten to see, what I still see. Yeah. I still, uh, there's, there's days that, um, especially going to my mother's. Oh, my dear Lord. Um, my mother has, has always had this, we call him the trench coat man. <laughs> he has been with my mom since we lived in, a uh, house um, in Logan County. It was a a cabin. And the cabin house was built back in like 1892, somewhere around that era. And it had been redone a couple of times and stuff. And um, I was a teenager when we lived there. We lived there for probably about 10 years. And, of course, the cemetery was above the the home. And mom, actually, her home, where this house was, which is not there now, they tore it down, Um, my mom's home was actually in the middle of the cemetery. Like, you could literally step off my mom's front porch when she was growing up, take about six steps, and you were sitting on a, or, you know, stepping on a, a grave and a tombstone, you know, tombstone there. <laughs> so, my mom is always, you know, she has, you know, kind of always been in that, you know, spooks and, you know, things that go bump in the night and, you know, all that good stuff. But, uh. This guy has, I guess, attached himself to uh, my mom because every home that my mom—I don't care if I do a cleansing, my mom, my mom's got her mirrors put up in place. My mom's got, you know, she once a month, you know, does goes outside and burns her sage around the house and and everything, and uh, cleanses the house and everything. But he's not a bad. Spirit or anything, he we just call him trench coat man, and my, my son calls him cowboy because my son said he wears cowboy hat. I've not seen his face, and um, but I can see from his neck down, he's got cowboy boots on and busted up like turrets, like blue jeans and stuff. And he's got like this leather, I would love to have the trench coat. <laughs> Um, um, But he's always there and usually, generally, and I would say probably at least about 90% of the time when he pops up, um, usually within like a week or two, we have some kind of traumatic, you know, either a death or something happens in my family.
2: Hell, he's kinda of like an omen or something, huh?
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I said. I said he, he's he's just my our omen. Yeah. Um and, but my grandma, you know, she had those too. Um my my grandparents, um, they lived um well, they lived at my and uh, very um cool times. You know, especially growing up in the 80s, you know how cool it was. We, we were cool kids growing up in the good times. You know?
2: Right, right.
1: Um, we would always play and everything. And um, <laughs> I remember coming down off the porch at my grandma's, and I was like, Mama, do you see him? And she's like, say ho, baby. And I was like, you see him? He wants to play with me. And my grandma was like, "Rachel, you know that he's he's not there. as a spirit, baby. You know." My grandma was always open, you know. And this is my mother's mom, and she was like, "You know, he he's a, a spirit, probably." Well, I had such a fun time growing up with that little boy who never aged. He was he had sandy brown hair. He always he had bib overalls on and they were rolled up to like knee length. He had no shoes on or anything. But his name was Harold. And uh from time to time whenever I go up and visit um the cemetery where my grandparents are buried at, they're actually buried up where they lived. Um From time to time, I still see, and he still giggles and wants to play. He's still that little boy, so I never did find out if he, you know, he died or something on the land or he, I mean, it's very, you know, it, it can be very well that he could be buried, you know, under where my... Grandmother's house did say, you know, you, we don't know who, who's buried in in our land before we moved here or anything. I mean, right. imagine, you know, all the people that's been buried here, there, and everywhere.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but um, I, every now and then, if if I feel like, you know, if I'm kind of feeling down and I just want to kind of have my spirit you know, if I'm feeling like I haven't seen nobody in a while or something, I'll go visit uh, my grandparents' graves and you know, and talk to them and stuff. Now that's something. Um I don't know if it's um to do with uh I don't I don't know. But after my grandparents, both sex. Father's side and mother's side. Um, I've not seen, like, I can't just, like, can't just say, okay, mama, are you here? I want to talk to you. I've only got to see them maybe two or three times since they have died. Like, I don't get to see them, you know, whenever I want to. It's usually something going on or I have to be. It's kind of odd. I'm one of those. People um I'm more happy when it
2: rains,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I sound like Shirley Manson's song, I'm only happy when it rains um, um but when when it's raining and everything um I usually that's usually when I always take a trip and I'll go and visit. Um, and what rain does, if you've ever read anything into uh, uh, pagan or spiritual life or anything, when it's raining, what it does is it helps bring down the barrier between the spirit world and the here, the here and now world. So, it makes it a whole lot easier to contact or you know talk to somebody or even for somebody that you don't know if you know it it just makes it a whole lot easier um for a spirit to contact you or you see them or whatever um but uh growing up uh, God, I've had so. So so many things. Um, and my mother um, has told me when she was growing up that she actually seen a, a long, long headed woman on a white horse come. You know when she, because her house was in a cemetery, said that they. Her dad always told her it was just Lady Godiva. And mom says she was completely naked on a white horse. Blonde hair is long and it touched the ground from the horse. I <laughs> said that would have been amazing, um, amazing to see. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be worse things to see, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, getting back to like working with the uh, people and everything, um, I think one of the hardest uh, things that I ever had to do in my life was um, look at my dad and tell him when my grandfather was going to die. My grandfather was in the hospital and we were in the hospital room. It was Me and my family. And, you know, my aunts. of my aunts, my brothers, my mom, my dad, and me. And I was looking at my grandpa. And he squeezed my hand. And he called me his sneakers. He said, love you, sneakers. And when I looked down at him, and i look back up on the wall in the room i seen i seen a date may twenty second nine forty five uh, so uh, may twenty second nine forty five a m in two thousand and seven um my grandpa died i'm sorry but Oh, it's it's okay. It it's just it's one of those things that uh, I was very close. to them. my grand my dad's father 'cause you know, my mother's father he passed away when I was uh, eleven. So, you know, I only got so much amount of time to enjoy with him, you know. And but my grandpa um He lived to be 96.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast. I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, If you have a story that you'd like to share... Please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. That's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. It's, you can find it as the Bump Podcast or the Bump Podcast Bigfoot on teespring i have lots of merch i got a whole lot more coming out Um, all of the artwork i'm doing it myself i'm designing everything myself so it's a it's a lot of work on my end but i'm just hoping that i put something out there that you guys can enjoy so thanks again for listening and don't stop believing my son when he, he
1: was little He actually kind of scared me a little bit because up until he was about six, five or six years old, you know, because I didn't let him go to pre-K. I wasn't one of those mommies that was ready to throw their kid out. And, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, but, you know, I wanted my baby to be there with me up until when he really did have to go to school. Yeah. And uh, he would always tell me, Hey, Mommy, do you remember when I was 16 and I used to do this stuff? And I was like, baby, you're only, you know, four or five. No, Mommy, when I was 16, you got me this. Or, no, Mom, When do you remember when, when uh, you know, that man died and I was there, Mom? But, you know, I just sat and wonder... You know, did my
2: son, you know, did he I, see something? I totally believe kids at that age especially, you know, before they get into school. That's something they about Curtain School seems to kill that. But, yeah. you know, kids five and under, I think that they remember past lives. I think that they remember, you know, or they can see through to the to whatever you want to call it, the veil, the other side, the... Uh, yeah. another, Mention or whatever, I think they're in, in tune with it all, and I don't know if it's school that stops that, if it's our diet that stops that. Um, I don't know,
1: yeah, that's that's what I've always done. Um, but um, uh, one more thing before we, you know, I don't know how long you want to take up on this, but um, remember me telling you about the. You know going to my brother's house and stuff at Monaville, yeah, um, it's just kind of bothering me. I have to tell you, so evidently I have to tell you <laughs> go for
2: it, go for it
1: so, when I was working with um Cofield Paranormal um we my brother had always kept waking up with scratches on his back and scratches on his face and everything. And um, that was, this happened when the first GoPros had just came out on the market. So I had, remember saving up money and everything. And I remember giving like $600 for the first GoPro, <laughs> you know, and uh, because, you know, I wanted something that I knew that I could record on and everything, which I had video cameras and stuff. We had equipment and all that. So, um my sister in law at the time, uh, she contacted me and she's like, Listen, Ray, you um uh, you need you all need to come up here. She's like, There's something going on in in the house. Your brother is waking up, and he's not sleeping good. Um, there's stuff falling off the wall. Um, I can't go to the bathroom. Every time I go to my bathroom, and um, whenever I turn on the water, I see blood. Like, my water is red, but when I look back at it, it's clear. And I was like, okay, so I get with my group and everything, and I was telling the situation and everything. And, we uh, decided to go up there, and we set up everything. And uh, sure enough, when I walked in, oh, my God, it was like a battlefield for me. Um, apparently, um, and I hadn't known this, uh, until I actually done research, I had to go to the college and pull up, you know, and pull up news articles and stuff. Um, my brother's house was being haunted by a girl who had actually got burned up over in Rossmore in a car. And she was pregnant. Um... So she was looking for her daughter, and um, I seen her. She was in the bathtub and went a really pretty sight because she was mutilating herself and cutting herself and everything, and, you know, I was doing my best to get her out, and I told her, I was like, these people don't have your child, and um, where's your child at? Um, You know, trying to get answers to help her move on. And uh, my mom was standing behind me. And, of course, um, we always had a uh, a firm believer, you know, somebody that was a firm, diehard Christian with us, working with us always. Um, He was a priest. And he was there, too. And, you know, as soon as he, I was like, Mom, do you feel that? And she was like, Rachel, yeah. The woman got up out of the bathtub, ran right through me, took my breath, and she hit my mom. Went Like, the spirit went through me, hit my mom, and literally knocked my mom to the ground and... It unbuttoned, you know, it hit my mom so hard, like, her bra coming and fast. And we actually had video. You can see, like, an arm, like, an actual, like, somebody's arm reaching out and everything when it went through me and through her. And Danny, the guy that was with us, he was, you know, swinging holy water. And, you know, casting her out and everything. Well, everything went silent for about for about two hours. You know, we have cameras set up in the bedroom, in the bathroom, you know, all areas of the house. And my brother, who is at work at the time, gets home from work. And he comes He's door and it's like a barrier. Like literally like he was walking into a brick wall. He couldn't come into his house at all. And wow. yeah. Um so we come I you know, I had to do more research and everything and come to find out the girl that died that got burned up in this car over in Rossmore was, I guess, a drug deal. It was like a drug deal thing gone bad. This happened in the 90s. But the guy, her boyfriend, really resembled a lot like my brother. Same height, hair color, eyes, attitude. So she was like a she was a you know, she was residual to a point, but she was also causing, you know, all kinds of pain to my brother. Nothing yeah. happened to my sister in law. It was always to my brother. And we got it took me, I guess, every bit of maybe a month, like, we would set up stuff every weekend. We would set up stuff. And we finally, finally, you know, after begging and, you know, pleading with this spirit to hear me out and, you know, stop the mutilation she was doing because every time you would tell her no or anything, she was just slicing her wrist. Her arms, her face, and everything, you know, and that was so hard for me to deal with because at that time, my son was three years old, and my son said, Nene, because that's what he called his aunt, Nene. He said, Nene, he said, hers is heart, so my son seen his spirit.
2: Wow. Yeah, he had, yeah, yeah. That would be hard. That'd be hard enough for you to see it, but you know that you know, your kids seeing it too. You don't want them yeah. to see. It.
1: Yeah, and see, he had been at her parents' house, which was a couple of doors down from my brother's house, and my dad was at her her parents' house, and my dad and her parents to this day. Where? They have no idea how my son got out of the house, up the street, to to my brother's house.